Aha! Stoke City are good at football. Oh my goodness, everyone. We've won two on the bounce. We've kept two clean sheets. We even don't need our own players to score for us anymore. This is <laughs> Jack and Nakanori. Yeah. Stick that up your pedestrianised city centre. <laughs> Kiss my face. <laughs> oh, lovely. Lovely stuff. <laughs> oh. So, welcome to the Wizards of Drivel podcast. Knowing me, David Cowlershaw. Knowing you, Chris Brammer. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, yeah, I feel it needs to be an episode of this. Just Alan Partridge references Just because Partridge. we have no other material. No, no. <laughs> yeah, why not? Why not? How are you, Dave? I'm not too bad. Yeah, I think uh, having decided not to go to Norwich and instead watch it on a stream was, on reflection, the right decision <laughs> because it was an awful football match. But uh, <laughs> we did the important thing and won the match. We've we won two in the last week, Chris. This is just bizarre. I don't like it. Well, I do like it, but I'm just kind of unsettled by it because I feel like something's going to go wrong soon. And it probably will, so just accept that it doesn't get better than scraping a 1-0 win at Norwich. Mm. Let's just accept that. And if we think that it doesn't get higher than this high, then actually, if anything happens that is better than that then we can accept it and like it for what it is. If you're always disappointed, then you'll be fa- you'll be happy when it's when you you won't be surprised when things go wrong and you'll be like, "Oh, I knew it. I prepared myself for the worst." And if you if then it's a nice pleasant surprise, you'll be like, "Oh, well, I hadn't prepared myself for for good things, so this will be great." Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's it. Thank you very much for listening to the uh, podcast. Uh, see you next week. <laughs> no, no. Uh, we shall uh, crack on with our first question, uh, which is, are we good, Dan? Oh, it's debatable, isn't it? Like, I wouldn't say the game against Norwich was a good performance. I thought um, I thought we defended well in most parts, but and, and I certainly don't think Norwich deserved to win the game um, but I mean if we've been honest it was a completely fortuitous goal um, and we defended like shit houses. and I'm and I'm all for that I'm happy that we got in there did the job left with the points it is not a game that we're gonna look back and be like oh that was a classic that it it will purely be remembered for the result alone and that and I'm, I'm okay with that yeah uh, viva la shit house was the was the three word review of yesterday it was it was absolutely amazing in a way because it's been so long um been so long ago we were able to do that i don't think even uh hughes managed to uh shithouse that effectively <laughs> i mean aside from the own goal like did we did we have a shot i don't i don't really think we did we don't think we carved open any significant chances we were defending with 10 men behind the ball pretty much the entirety of the second half. We, we When we took off Tom Ince for Tom Edwards, it was like, <laughs> right, just taking the piss now. He'd have played he'd have played 10 defenders if he go, Darren Fletcher was on the pitch. And it, it oh, was no. like, 
Yeah, we're, we're not even pretending to go for a second goal here. We've got exactly what we wanted. You've just given us this gift of a <laughs> goal in the first half. And we defended properly. We've kept two clean sheets in a row. Who saw yeah. that coming? Who saw this lovely, boring Stoke happening? I, I, didn't, I certainly didn't see us... Uh stopping shipping goals i thought we had every ability to outscore an opponent but um you when you're going through the stupid mistake after stupid mistake you, you don't really see anywhere where it's going to end and they have they have been they have been competent um they're, they're which is, which is <laughs> high what you praise. Can have, high, high praise indeed for a football team but i don't i mean yesterday i didn't feel particularly threatened by Norwich at any point I certainly felt like we weren't going to win the game I thought oh they're going to throw it away at one point but as the game did go on um the more opportunities Norwich had the more they were they weren't just clear-cut chances they were pot shots from distance and and I Norwich certainly didn't deserve to 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 win it as I say I, I thought we defended quite well we kept shape the shape well um Again, I was impressed by Ryan Woods. I think he's he's a good player. He is very calm under pressure, which is which is great. Um, but yeah, it was. I I feel sad in saying oh they were competent, but that is what it was. It was a competent performance, and they got the job done. It was functional. It was functional at mm. best. Um, funnily enough, I thought we played much better midweek against Bolton. Um, when, I don't know, did I feel we played much better? I thought we played better attacking-wise. But, look, all that matters is the result and and it's something to build on. And by no means were we amazing and incredible, but functional, that's the word I'll use. Yeah, and I was I admit to being very concerned and a little annoyed when I saw the team sheet uh, contained neither Bojan nor Berahino and he uh, basically after the Bolton game where we attacked very well and were creating stuff and arguably our best display of the season was that Bolton game for for him to then uh, kind of clip his wings almost and and go for uh, a Tabo and McLean I just thought I just felt it was it was negative. I had no idea just how negative it would turn out to be in terms of approach to the game. But I just felt it was like he was scared of Norwich. And I can understand it because they were were unbeaten in six and mm-hmm. they were scoring a lot of goals and they were flying high. They were, they were, up until we played them, a decent team. And it just seemed to me like a lack of ambition almost. I feel like given the how limited they turned out to be, we could have gone for a 2-0 or a 3-0. But when you're away from home, especially against informed teams, you take the win however it comes, even via uh, a completely out-of-the-blue own goal from a shit yeah. cross from Martina. And, and I, I don't want to be <laughs> moaning for the sake of moaning and be like, oh, we, we could have gone for that and, and smashed them. Because I think we could, but I just thought maybe, maybe if we hadn't had the start to the season we've had, he he'd have done that and played either B- 
Bojan or Berahino or both. I think he went there happy to get a point and was just delighted to come away with three. And, you know, as was everyone else, I would have probably taken a point before before kickoff. Sure, sure. I think that whilst it's probably a really, really conservative approach to the game, I think that a lot can be said for winning midweek and then wanting to go to Norwich and keep a clean sheet or at least least not lose the game. Um, I think that that is the the minimum that the team was set up to do. Um, And it was... A lot lot of it, I still feel, is down to mentality. I certainly feel like Rowett has brought it up time and time again that the fragility of which the team is is operating in and so it's it's a big it's a big thing for them to to get a result and it's probably a better result than secretly Gary Rowett thought we were going to get um <laughs> as you say he certainly didn't set up the team to to go there and and win um it's a good thing it is it is a good thing we are what what you need now is for us to have go into this like international break and be fine and train well and then come back and actually build a bit of momentum because i mean things were starting to go a little bit sour i know that the game against rotherham whilst it was enjoyable for that last minute boyan savior moment um that I don't think anyone at the start of the season wanted to be drawing with Rotherham and seeing that as a positive result. Uh, and and we were starting to feel a little bit like, well, we're getting down the definite wrong end of the table here. Now you can start to look up a little bit. Maybe it's too soon to say that, but you can certainly see with even one positive result how far up the table we can go. We're only two points off... Um, off Norwich, funnily Fifth. enough, it's madness. Yeah, it is, and this and this, I sit I sit next to um, a guy at work, where I work. The office is big, big Leeds fans, um, and he, I think it's fair to say, just hates football. He like you know sports Leeds, <laughs> but football is awful. And um, he did say to me at the start of the season, he's like, I know you're excited because you know new division, but I'll give it two months before you realise what a shit house of a league the championship is. <laughs> and and he's completely right because there is no rhyme or reason to this division. Literally anyone can beat anyone and one week you can pick up two results and suddenly be like, yep, challenging for promotion. Two results go against you. Now you're down the bottom of the table. Like, it's, it's so ridiculous and there are so many decent teams that I mean, I'm still enjoying this division, but he, but he's right. We, we we need some positive momentum now, essentially, to start solidifying up that table. I don't know whether we will. I don't know whether yesterday showed anything different other than that we can defend. But um, there's a. I mean, slight... I think that's. I think that's a pretty significant development in terms of our season. I mean, certainly the way up until uh, the Bolton game, we'd been. Decent going forward, but terrible at the back. At the back, and that had cost us points against Rotherham, cost us points against Blackburn, and uh, in the cup game, and even games like West Brom away, where you feel like, oh, if we'd just been a bit more switched on at the back, we could have come away with something there. And that's that's cost us big style in these opening fixtures. And so I wouldn't underestimate the kind of psychological importance of two clean sheets, especially one away from home at at Carrow Road, a, a team who are flying. I mean, 
I was saying even after the Bolton game that the Bolton game I think was our third win of the season and that still didn't feel like we'd really got into gear yet as good as the performance was because because the teams we'd beaten had been teams we'd expect to beat they'd all been at home and they'd all been against teams who are much weaker than us on paper so so to have an away win under our belts already and for the away win to be at someone half decent you know it feels like that the progress is being made there I also think uh, some of the players who were really poor at the start of the season are now beginning to show uh, a bit of that Premier League quality uh, specifically Eric Peters who I think had a tremendous game yesterday and I think he's getting better pretty much with every game and I think Joe mm-hmm. Allen has gradually improved as well yeah and I just I just think um that team that played at Norwich I wouldn't start at home to Birmingham in a couple of weeks time I think I no. feel we're better with just more creativity in there because Tom Ince was our only creative outlet at Norwich and sometimes we're gonna need to be uh not only kind of we don't need to just battle hard on the opposition and grind out results. We also need to yeah. show that we're better than them because we have more skill and flair and creativity and, you know, all these words that are kind of alien concepts to <laughs> some championship sides. We're going to need to have that little touch of, touch of magic to beat them because you know, the classic cliche, anyone can beat anyone. And partly what I think drives that is the fact that championship teams can often be very similar they can be very high energy high octane maybe a bit kick and rush and so often what it comes down to is uh either who wants it more or it comes down Mm. to something stupid like home advantage or or it comes down to having that bit extra quality and i don't think for example leads are as amazing as they perhaps were at the start of the season or everyone made them out to be. They've just got a bit more quality in the final third, which is why they're up there. West Brom, aside from their centre-forwards, I don't think are much cop either. They've just got a set of really, really good forwards and, and, they're, and they, you know, they're, they're at the top of the league now mm-hmm. precisely because they've got that more quality. I don't think Dwight Gale or Jay Rodriguez, you know, um, care more than any other player in particular. <laughs> no, I just certainly. I just think they've got that right blend of attitude and little touch of magic, which is uh why either either you bring Berahino in for McLean or you bring Bojan back in for a Tabo or you just kind of you do something because McLean's an interesting one because I think he was getting better before his injury, but I wasn't that relieved to see him kind of rushed back in the team. So it's kind of it's kind of a tricky one, but um, yeah, I'm I'm just I'm just happy at the moment. <laughs> I certainly didn't think that McLean, that whereas before I thought the left side of midfield looked particularly weak, and maybe that was down to Eric Peters not been in particularly good form. I did think yesterday it looked relatively stronger. Um, I, I mean, I don't think I would prefer to see Berahino probably play in the next game but I'm not going to complain if McLean plays because I, I didn't think he did he did a bad job I mean maybe this is just my negativity Dave but I, I do kind of mm. just just feel like oh if Norwich had just had a little bit more I don't want to say fortune but just got on the end of things or been a bit more insightful 
they could have took us to the clean not took us to the cleaners but they could have got some out of yesterday yeah I, I, um, I didn't think they were very good and whilst we defended very well i fear that a stronger team would that it wouldn't be the same result again i think everything is really important for positive momentum and i think it's great that we've got two wins on on the bounce and i think this team is capable of a lot better but i don't want to kid ourselves into thinking that yeah, that was that was fantastic. Yeah, we we stood firm. We did stand firm, but we also played a side who weren't that good going forward. Yeah, and I think that kind of uh, supports my argument that if Norwich had a Bojan or a Ince type player in there, we may have seen a a different outcome. Mm. But uh, as the expression goes, you can only beat what's put in front of you. And I think um, I think it's just shown also that you know we've got different different strings to our bow and different ways of winning matches, which we which we haven't shown at all. But well, we haven't even shown we can win matches in the first place, which is uh, something. But yeah, we've we've shown that we can be the best, uh, win games on the front foot and win games on the back foot, and that's <laughs> quite important given that we now have a run of games where I think. Um, Two of them we're favourites for, and two of them we're perhaps not favourite for. Uh, we've got Birmingham at home, which you'd probably back us to be favourite for, uh, and then we're away at Sheffield United, who are now top of the league, and they look, you know, decent. They've been kind of going under the radar. Everyone's been talking about West Brom and Leeds, but they're top of the league, um, kind of just silently top of the league. Yeah. So that could be an interesting one at Bramwell Lane on a Tuesday night. You know, that's that's one where I expect we'd be uh, similar to how we set up at Norwich. Yes. You know, not not going gung-ho for that one. Bristol City away, I think we should perhaps be more adventurous with. And then there's uh, Middlesbrough at home, a return <laughs> of Tony Pulis. Oh. And that could that could be the worst game we've ever seen or it could actually be quite entertaining i don't know what to expect from that i uh, i would give uh 2 pounds to beat tony pulis finally because we've not beaten a 2 2 pound i know that's a lot one of those new 2 pounds as well that's got like Ooh. frankenstein on him or something anyway not my uh, words the words of <laughs> top gear magazine <laughs> and speaking of speaking of words, Chris, uh, yes. I believe you've been looking at the the Facebook. I did. Uh, com. I did. I did. Uh, and what have you been looking at on the Facebook? Well, 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 Dave. You see, I originally went on there looking for comments that were funny, and my thought was I would give you several ones that were true and some that were false, and then you oh, would God. guess which ones were true or false. The problem with that being. I found that the ones that are true just just made me laugh a little bit more than anything I could think of. So, um, so some of these are from fan, obviously Stoke fans. Some of them are from Norwich fans who found their way onto the Stoke Stoke Facebook page, and I just want to give you them without context, really, and get your thoughts on them. The first one isn't actually funny, but mainly it was the spelling that was good. So I'll, I'll read it. <laughs> I'll read it as it's spelt. Where are the so-called would-be managers now, hypocrites? (laughs) Hypocrites. 
that does uh, inadvertently uh, raise an interesting point about the criticism of Rower and uh, some people have been saying like, oh, you know, I stuck by Rower all along and uh, some people have been uh, maybe a bit uh, exposed for, for being so critical of the manager earlier in the season. I would uh, I would say that up until perhaps even Rotherham, uh, any and all criticism of the manager was justified. But I, w- I was... I was really. I, I don't think I've said, in all seriousness, row it out or anything like that. But yeah. I think he's, he, he like the team has taken time to find his feet. And yeah, definitely. Uh, it it yesterday was arguably the first time this season we've looked well drilled as a side. So uh, I think he has perhaps mirrored Joe Allen's performance on the pitch and uh, gradually improved as things have gone on. Would. Just to revisit his absolute angry, angry rant the other week. Would oh, you say, yes. Would you say that that has actually paid off then now? Um, yeah, I think the performances have definitely been improved. Well, it's it's an interesting one, isn't it? Isn't it? Because who did he single out? He singled out, he singled out Bauer, and we haven't seen Moritz Bauer apart from again. the cup. We saw him in the League Cup. We saw, mm-hmm. yeah, we saw him in the League Cup, and. He singled out Ryan Shawcross, who hasn't played in either of the clean sheets, which is interesting. I don't know if, that, oh. if I'm going to leap to any conclusions off the back of that. I, t- but, I, t- um... I tell you what I would say, and this is, I'm like, me from a year ago, who was like ardent defender of Ryan Shawcross as captain, is going to hate this. But I think Ryan Woods is a better leader on the pitch in terms of dictating to people where they should be. And his like footballing brain, rather than just shouting abuse, mm. I I think he's on the evidence that I've got so far. I feel he is a better on the pitch leader. I think Ryan Woods is the best player in the world. I, well, he's just so good, isn't he? He's just so good. How how long have we gone without a midfielder who can do that? Just right. I've got the ball. I'm going to pass it forward to a teammate. Got the ball again, and I pass it to a teammate. Got the ball yeah. again. I'm always available for the ball. <laughs> always knows where to pass it. Yeah, leader on the pitch, as you say, Chris. He's just been absolutely superb. He, I just, I just, I like him. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, he's good as Woodsy. He is. He's very but, good. Let me let me give yeah, you some more. Quotes. Yeah, I like him as captain as well. Oh, well, well, there we go. I'll give you some more quotes. Um, this one I feel was a Norwich fan, judging by the fact that their cover photo was a canary. <laughs> and and it says, and again, with no context, the school you all went to must breed thickos, lol. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, wasn't in reply we, to anything. We all went to the, the, the Stoke school where we all went. The, but what I like is it wasn't like in an argument. It was just a comment. So, cheers for that, mate. Right, again, spelling, spelling. I thought Pelters was outstanding today, went for everything, and got most of the tackles. Well done, lads. I love Pelters. Yeah. Good oh, Pelters. Pelty. Peltio. I think this next one may have been one of my favourites, because 
you know like when sometimes like celebrities like you know the whole ed balls thing where he tweeted ed balls and it was quite clear he'd like got it confused with google and he just posted it so this was some a lady stoke fan steve says you're lucky hope you're keeping well (laughs) (laughs) right cheers mate cheers is that wait was that in reply to stoke just yeah that was just on the stoke uh, comment just on stoke comments uh, but steve uh, says you're lucky hope you're keeping well cheers i hope we're keeping well as well yeah I mean, he's just being nice to stoke and then the last one and this one if you are young you've got young children in the room cover their ears uh was one of our egyptian fans commenting <laughs> and he says which one has won i reply it was an own goal for fuck's sake and why can't they score another by their own players? Why don't you get a razor for when puberty kicks in? Forget it. <laughs> oh, I forgot it in your mother's pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea where that was going. <laughs> it took a really dark way, but yeah. <laughs> so just a nice little argument there <laughs> between two people. I love football. So do I. I love talking about the football after the match. Oh, I'll uh, I'll go online and join the join a global conversation about my football team with uh, fans from all around the world. Look at that. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. Well, thank you for that. It's all right. I oh. might I might do that next week. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Oh, but you, the championship it is unpredictable. I I, I couldn't that one had twists and turns I just couldn't tell where it was going to end up oh well and Mm. if you if you see any good uh, Facebook quotes just send them our way because I will definitely read them out yeah we will uh, not disclose names to protect the identity of the the, (laughs) frankly dangerous to society by the sounds of some of them but Oh, dear, dear, dear. Uh, yeah, Chris, I, I feel like <laughs> on weeks where Stoke win, we have less to oh. talk about because um, I'm kind of just happy for for this podcast to gradually wind down. I, I'm just not... I've not got any <laughs> particular bones to pick right now. No. I, don't, I don't know if you've got any kind of, uh, you know, huge bugbears you want to raise, but I feel like... Um, I feel like Stoke's recent form has been bad for content. Yeah, and and as much as I've said in the past that I wanted us to win games because I'm fed up with talking about losses, they do give us more things to talk about. I do I do have a slight alternative for you, if you'd like, and and I don't want Go it to, for it. Well, I don't want to seem bitter, but I've just pulled up Mark Hughes's post match interview after they've lost 3-0 yes. today. And I'm going to read Here you some of the comments from, from Southampton fans. I say Southampton oh. fans. Most of the replies are Stoke fans. <laughs> oh, can we have classical music? Oh, right, I, I keep saying I'll put music behind this, but this time I'm going to remind myself, put classical music behind this. Chris, okay. Okay. tell me what, what they're saying about Mark Hughes. Okay. Mark, you're really poor, to be honest. No passion, no fight. Time for you to go. Bring in firefighters like Moyes, Allardyce for next season. We're going to start afresh next year. Oh, God. Already, Moyes. 
Already, boys. Hughes will take you down like he done to Stoke. Hashtag Mark Hughes yeah. out. Mark Hughes out. Mark Hughes out. Oh man, this is great. Um, oh, they're so happy, aren't they? Aren't they? Passion, fight, poor signing, not Ings. The back four are just a joke now. Worse than last season. We will go down playing like this. All but one game I have been to this season and we are no better. And the back four give goals away. Let's hope for three worse teams than us. Oh, this sounds so familiar. Doesn't <laughs> <laughs> it? It's so funny. What's Robbie Savage uh, tweeted? Oh, no, nothing. There's a surprise. No, nothing from Robbie. Oh, God. I, I watched their game today. Did you? Against the Chelsea. And he just... It was like watching us. If you squinted hard enough at Southampton's kit, you could have been watching us last season. It was just like, yeah, and then they've got the ball, and then they're going to kick in the goal. Shall we have an attack? No. And then they scored again. Okay, right, let's try and defend. Oh, no, they scored again. It's, it's so depressing. I'm glad... We're not Southampton. I think, but I think the weird thing is they probably bloody stay up because they'll Premier League's terrible. But they'll get. Well, yeah, and then they'll they'll get in someone who they'll probably will get in an Allardyce or something. Uh, will they? Yeah. Will they do that? Because they do pride themselves on trying to be at least a bit attacking. And, yeah. and and even even though it's completely stupid, Mark Hughes does have that reputation as being an attacking manager. Um, but I, I'm. It sounds awful, but I'm just really happy that they haven't gone through a period of success and that it's just come crashing down and people... I like If Mark Hughes gets sacked from Southampton, where mm. where does he turn up next? Because I, he's, he's one of these guys who I cannot imagine going down into the championship because he'll see himself as a Premier League manager, but surely no team would take a punt on him again. Like, Southampton took a punt on him because he played for them and, I don't know, he, he managed to hypnotise them into giving him a job or something. He's used his magical, sultry eyes. I don't know. From <laughs> Mark Hughes. What a... These players are a joke, as is Hughes. Do they actually work on marking, etc. in training? Well, ask Mark Wilson. <laughs> defensive training? <laughs> Do they do defensive training? What a question. Oh, tell you what, um, I just, I think I properly like the championship now. I think I'm a, I've converted. <laughs> I mean, um, Frank Lampard's derby, uh, drawing with Steve McLaren's QPR <laughs> via a one-all. And Vi- via, sorry, Chris. Via a Jeff Cameron via goal. Our, our favourite Trump supporter. Yes. Um, but the can we can we just Aston Villa drew three three with Preston. Glenn Whelan missed a penalty in the last minute, and Steve Bruce had a cabbage thrown at his head. Steve, right, all right. I've got a cabbage. Shall I throw it at Steve Bruce? Yeah, it's a big enough target. Yeah, let's have a go. What what an amazing league this is. This what? is. Um, what a great accent that was as well, Dave. I felt like yeah. the next series of Peaky Blinders is going to be amazing. <laughs> Jeez. It's, what it's what part of South Africa are you from? <laughs> oh, man. It's, uh, yeah, it's a good league. It is. I don't know. Oh, it's, it's comedic. And 
I just don't like the Premier League anymore. Maybe it's because we're not in it, and I don't yeah. care. But but I I watched match of the day for the first time in a long time um, this morning, and I and I hadn't looked at any of the results. So then Bournemouth beat Watford four 0 I was like, what what's going on here? Madness. Um, I was gutted that Man United didn't lose. Oh football, oh, eh? Yeah. Yeah, that, that that Southampton game just underlined why I didn't miss it. It was like, yeah, here we go. The better teams got to know it. Just steamroll them now. And they did. And it was just boring. Oh, God, the Liverpool-Man City game. Oh, God. <laughs> that is the worst thing I've ever seen. It was <laughs> utterly abysmal. Out, out of interest, can you think, out of, of, I don't know, out of your own knowledge, can you think of a Sunday game that's, like actually fitted the billing of Super Sunday, because I, I don't know, I have no evidence to back it up. But it was I Cardiff always... Burnley last week. Yeah, I never feel that they was... quite match up to to the billing. No. Well, yeah, this is the thing. It's hard to remember like uh, games where it's like, oh, I remember that Super Sunday when either there's an amazing game that just happens to be on that Sunday yeah. or. Uh, you don't think of it in terms of uh, the way Sky promote it. The, like the thing today was like, oh, challengers versus champions. Who's oh, gonna win? God. And it's like just I it's hate Liverpool it so much. <laughs> I, I just hate it. So oh. this this oh forced narrative. I just mm. oh, it just feels so produced. And as someone who likes produced sports, like. I don't know, it just feels so disingenuous and fake and maybe that's why mm. I like the championship because whilst it is not by any means an unpopular league, it does kind of feel like we're not everywhere and the teams in there aren't everywhere and the it, it feels self-contained a little bit and it's, I don't know, yeah. maybe, maybe yeah, I'm romanticising it again. Just look at it today. You've got Arsenal beating Fulham easily. You've got Chelsea beating Southampton easily. And then your big game between your two, in th- in theory, best sides in the league is an absolute stinker. Yeah. It's a shit league. I'll, I'll, I'll... Now, and, that's, and that leads me on to uh, the whole promotion of it all. Do you think we are now back among the teams who could possibly go up this season? I think there's a whole bunch of teams you could go up and I... I think that well, I think we still have to do a bit of work together before we before we can consider ourselves in any form of race for the the top but I think you you can't rule us out because just by the pure quality of the squad it is a better squad than the likes of I don't know Norwich or Bolton or whoever it is, it is better than those those teams what will be the the crux of the matter will be whether we can keep form going and we will lose games along the way, but as long as we can be there or thereabouts, as we said, there's only two points between us and fifth, which is mental, really. Um, mm. I, I, I don't think you can write us off, but equally, it wouldn't surprise me if we didn't go up. And I, and I, yeah. and I, and I feel awful for saying it, but I, I, I like, I want to, I want to go up for the sake of the glory of going up. I don't actually overly care about being in the Premier League next season. I'm not missing playing those teams. 
I'm enjoying having mm. different opponents, and so I want us to go up for the sake of success. But yeah, I, but do it's I? Like, it's like it's like the ideal scenario would be to go up, but still stay in the championship somehow. Yeah, because at least, and I, and I know the championship has all its criticisms and. Yeah, teams like us have come down and we've splashed the cash and it's not really fair on those teams who don't have pennies to spend, but the 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 wealth gap in the Premier League, the wealth is so consolidated at the top that what what's the point? It's going to be the same top 6 every year in the Premier League with the exception of one season where a Cinderella story, a fairy tale of like Leicester happens but that's not often mm. and it's not even often that you get teams who break into the top six I mean Burnley got into Europe last year and that dream ended for them thanks to Aberdeen was it I don't know like oh I can't remember exactly it was some Greek team I think oh well yeah but as well I don't really care there's no real interesting story there because you know what the outcome's going to be. At least in this championship, as you say, it it changes so so often, and it's such a close division that even with the money spent, as we can as we've seen, it actually hasn't made the biggest difference. It's not because Sheffield United have spent so much money that they're currently top. It's Leeds haven't even Leeds haven't even bought that many players in. They're just playing an interesting style of football. It's I, I just really quite like this division as a football fan. I actually quite like it. So fuck yeah. the Premier League. Fuck it off. It's so shit. And on that note, I think it's time to end uh, yeah. the Wizards of Drivel podcast. Uh, Chris, thank you very much for joining me. It's all right. Thank you for talking to us Dave and letting us ramble (laughs) (laughs) that is no problem at all Uh, yeah we're still trying to get used to winning whatever this is Uh, but yeah we're having fun Um, by all means check out our website because we are putting pieces up there more regularly Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram all that shebang Um, yeah I think that's it I've just started reading uh, Trouser Dog's new book. We interviewed him a couple of episodes ago about that. And so far, so good. It's typically excellent, as you might expect. So uh, check that out, Stoke and I, the 90s. And, yeah. Oh, also check out uh, latest Who Are You podcast Yeah, Brentford. That was really uh, interesting. I listened to it the other day. I didn't... This isn't a prepared advert, so I'm just telling you now. I listened to it the other day, and I really, really enjoyed it. Um, they're they're an interesting little club, aren't they, Brentford? Yeah, they're uh, they're like what we would have been had we not won the playoff final. I yeah. Think. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, but they're a bit London and weird. But we won't begrudge them that. <laughs> uh, and if have we been up to anything else? I was on the telly yesterday, Chris. I, I was s- on the the television. I saw. Well, I saw not the top twenty tweet out a picture of your face. Um, there it is. Yeah, it was. That was nice for you, wasn't it? Oh, very nice. Yeah, I, I uh, stood outside uh, my mum and dad's kitchen and uh, made out like I had uh, been at the Norwich game. <laughs> I hadn't been. I'd watch it on a stream. I just put uh, I put a Stoke shirt on and went outside. I was like, oh yeah, great performance today, lads. Um, but there, I love a, it. A peek behind the curtain of television. There. They they won't but know still, that unless they listen to this podcast. 
So what yeah. was it on Sky or BT? It was the it was the Sky oh, EFL goal show with actually tell you what I also like about the championship. Uh, Liam Rossinia is a excellent pundit. Yeah. I don't think I've disagreed with his analysis of Stoke once. It's always very well researched and it's it's just very well articulated. And I've, he's kind of someone who I probably didn't even know was a pundit until this season. But he's he's been a, a tremendous, I think, and he's sort of change in the championship, moving away from kind of the organised banality of, you know, the Super Sunday people mm. today. And it's like, yeah, and that's nice as well. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I've managed to get sidetracked during the outro. Uh, thank you very cool. much for listening. Uh, all the best. Go on Stoke.